Hello, everyone. This is Attack the Backlog, the podcast where I, Mark Kuznez, tries to make a dent in their backlog one game at a time. This is Episode 3, Spec Ops The Line, a third-person military-based shooter which originally came out on Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC back in June of 2012. However, you can also play it on Xbox One thanks to backward compatibility, so if you are interested in checking it out, that is another option. And you may be asking yourself, why would I want to play yet another military-based shooter? I've played one, two, three, four hundred, five thousand. That may be a bit of an exaggeration, but you've surely played your fair share of military-based shooters, and it is a very apt question to ask. Why Spec Ops? Why play it over countless other games? And the reason you'd play Spec Ops is for the story. The story is something different. It is something we don't often see in the gaming space we see stories like this in literature movies etc but i can't think of another game that has tackled a story like this in terms of the way it portrays the military and the horrors of war and isn't overly patriotic and just makes the military seem like this infallible thing that is just full of nothing but heroes and you know, the military is good and everything else is evil. You're fighting the, the bad terrorists and all that. It doesn't do that. And I'll get to that shortly because I want to I wanna tackle everything else first because I think other than the story, the game is very average at best across the board. There is a multiplayer component, but I didn't bother with that and I can't even say whether or not there is a strong community still with the game. Maybe on PC there are some people playing, but with how many different options there are out there and how subpar I think the gameplay is. I would be very surprised if there was even a very small audience for this game still in terms of multiplayer. So the gameplay is your very standard third person cover based shooter where you are the leader of a small squad and you can order your teammates around to kill this enemy or flashbang these enemies and they'll do that they'll listen to you when you tell them to do that but when you're not ordering them around they're pretty stupid and they don't really do much of anything i found them to be pretty useless they're not great shots there would be times where they would just let enemies flank us specifically me and then an enemy would just end up a few feet behind me and they would shoot me and they would kill me and i would die and have to reload the, the most recent checkpoint which was frustrating, especially since your teammates can be downed and revived, but you can't. You just die, and then you have to reload the, the most recent checkpoint. And the checkpointing isn't terrible, so it, it didn't become overly frustrating because of that, but it still is a bit annoying to have to redo an entire shootout because you got killed for a stupid reason, and the shootouts aren't particularly fun because... The mechanics of the game, the shooting doesn't feel great. The, the enemies feel a bit bullet spongy, especially later on in the game. But even the basic enemies feel a bit bullet spongy. And it's reminiscent to the Uncharted series where the shooting just isn't that satisfying. And the way these shootouts and scenarios are set up are you, you have a bunch of enemies just spawning in. And they just keep spawning in and spawning in until there are no more and you've killed them all and then you can move on. And I noticed this pretty early on in the game where I clearly progressed further than I was supposed to in this particular area. 
I got to an escalator, I killed an enemy, and then another one spawned right in its place. And then I killed it, and then another one spawned just out of thin air. They, they weren't coming up the escalator, they were just manifesting out of nothing. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'm supposed to be here just yet. I'm supposed to be further back. And I died because they just kept spawning around me, and I got shot in the back. And when I reloaded that save, I just said, okay, I'm going to stay back now and I'm just going to I'm just gonna shoot them until they stop coming and then I'll move forward because that's clearly how this game is set up and that's how the majority, if not all of the shootouts and scenarios are set up. And I do appreciate the environmental variety, which was a pleasant surprise given that the game takes place in Dubai after a sandstorm has enveloped most of the city. You still get some interesting environments and architecture, uh, such as a suite at the top of a skyscraper that is very decadent and just full of all this elaborate pieces of just like pottery and what have you, and these giant uh, peacocks, these giant peacock statues that were very, very colorful and huge and just a nice thing to look at they were very pretty and you get to this lobby where the floor is made up of this aquarium it's glassed off and the, the walls have these aquariums on them as well and it's very cool to see all that uh, in contrast to the drab and dreary sandy nature of the majority of the game there's also this nightclub later on in the game that was very striking and stood out more so than any other environment because it was black lit and so you'd have these black walls and then these very sharp bits of text and what have you and little like doodles and whatnot on the wall because of the black light and that was very it was very different from the rest of the game even those other environments that were cool to look at this was so it, it really stood out and I appreciated that but the game itself still wasn't particularly fun to play uh, there were some turret sections too, but I didn't enjoy playing the game. And part of that may be the story, because the story is dark and disturbing at times. But ultimately, the, the gameplay wasn't strong enough to keep me pushing forward if the story wasn't as interesting and as unique and engrossing as it was. And I, I, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like the, the story is perfect. It is not without flaws, and I'll be getting to that. But the story is very well written and well told and well acted. And it is something that is worth experiencing. So I, I will say right now, I'm going to get into the story. And if you are even remotely interested in the game, you should pause this and return to it after you've played it. I still think there's value in playing it if you are spoiled. But if you are at all interested i think you should just hold off on continuing this and then come back after you play the game because it's not a long game it's probably about six hours i'd say on average i think i finished it in about five and a half so the game starts off with you as captain walker being thrown into dubai uh you know it's this open sandy area you're the leader of this small delta force squad you have a, a lieutenant adams and sergeant lugo on your team and you are sent on a recon mission to find out what happened to lieutenant colonel conrad and his 33rd battalion the damned 33rd he is this 
decorated war hero and at the very beginning of the game after you play through this turret section in a helicopter where you're taking down a bunch of helicopters that are after you and that ends with a crash and then it cuts to earlier uh, it paints conrad in this very glorified image where he is this wonderful hero he's done so many great things you captain walker served with him and he like carried you or like dragged you from wreckage and saved your life and he's just this perfect person who you know after the sandstorms hit dubai and his battalion were coming home from afghanistan decided to volunteer and help out with the civilians there and the evac and and all that uh you were just at home probably writing a check if anything you didn't give any you didn't give any shits about what was happening here but conrad this perfect person you know the military yeah they're full of nothing but heroes and perfect people who will do whatever they can he decided to volunteer there and things got worse and he was ordered to return home and just abandon the relief efforts and he disobeyed orders and his battalion stuck with him and then the the storms got worse and communication was lost so you are sent to find out what happened because i think six months or so later a message comes through and it just has conrad saying that you know things have gotten worse the casualties are too many and that's pretty much it there's there's not much to go on so you're sent to figure out what is happening so you're thrown into dubai after this sandstorm is just decimated the city pretty much and all of the rich people left and the poor civilians are left there to fend for themselves and that's why of course conrad had stayed so you eventually get into some firefights early on in the game against insurgents and it, it seems like it's going to be this standard military fair where you're the good americans taking down the bad terrorists and it isn't all that fun uh, the the mechanics of the game like i said aren't that fun and the dialogue is a bit cringeworthy which i think is probably on purpose you have your your banter between your soldiers who are just saying really stupid thing and trying to be funny and it's not working it just feels like oh this is a very generic paint by numbers military based game this is gonna be oh this is gonna be something but then the seams start to unravel as you start to learn more of what is happening. You run into a, an American who is talking with the insurgents and you're trying to figure out what, what is going on. Why, why are there Americans working with the insurgents who you have already discovered have killed some of the 33rd and I believe taken one or two of them hostage. And you're just trying to figure out what is going on. You eventually find this man is being held hostage is 33rd and you find out that the, the the man you saw earlier this american is a cia agent and things are just starting to like there's you just don't understand what is happening and you interrupt that and the 33rd gets the gun away from the the cia agent and kills him and he points it at you because he thinks you're with them but you're trying to tell him you know no we're not with him we're american soldiers he goes down this cord, you follow him, and you hear him talking to other 33rd in another room when you're down there just waiting. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't know who they are, but they have to be CIA agents. Who else could they be? And you know what we have to do. And that at that point, the 33rd turn on you. And because of that, you have no other option other than to defend yourself. 
And at that point, you have just killed American soldiers. And you feel bad about this because you're an American soldier killing American soldiers. That, that's not what you signed up for. But as Walker tries to justify his actions and their actions, the squad's actions, it's like, no, they, they've gone rogue. You heard the CIA agent. They've gone rogue. There's something very wrong that is happening here. And you need to find Conrad to figure out what is happening. And so you continue making your way through the game. And at that point, the 33rd become your enemy. Uh, and, and you are killing countless American soldiers. And you're never meant to really feel great about this. And the, 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 the big moment happens when you reach this bunker. And there are countless 33rd ahead of you. And this includes tanks and turrets and all these different things. Like there, there are far too many for you to take on with just a gun. And you're next to this mortar with some white phosphorus, which you've seen the aftermath of. You've seen what the casualties of those who it's been used on previously look like. And you know what it does. It is this terrible thing that just can burn through anything. And... You are forced to use this in this situation because there, there's no other way to get past this point if you don't use it. You can't. You will not be able to take on that huge number of soldiers. So you start using it. You're taking down tanks and countless soldiers. And the last target you have to take before you can advance is this turret, which is atop a gate. And to the right of the gate are these people there are a lot of people to the right of it and to me in that moment i thought it was so obvious that these were civilians they did not come across as soldiers they didn't appear to be soldiers the way they were just hunkered down in this small space i was like okay these are clearly civilians i don't want to use this white phosphorus anywhere near them i don't want to shoot this turret can i do something else and in that moment, you can't. You have to use the white phosphorus, and you have to use it to take out that turret. And when you do, you see the white phosphorus hit that and then also trail off into that civilian area and just decimate all of them. And, you know, in the moment, you're not supposed to, I guess, realize that you were civilians because when you finish that, it takes you out of the mortar and... You start walking through the aftermath of what you have done and all these soldiers you have just destroyed, and some of them are still alive. You can choose to shoot them if you want, but they're writhing in pain, and you continue walking through this until you reach a soldier who is lying on the ground, and they are talking to you and tell you, why did you do this? You are just trying to help, something along those lines. And you eventually get to the, the civilian part where you see... 40, uh, not 40, 47 dead civilians who are just burned to a crisp. And it emphasizes this one mother holding her child. And in that moment, your characters, Walker and his squad, are surprised at what they have done. They didn't realize that there were civilians there. And in that moment, you yourself as the player who did this, are supposed to feel something. You're supposed to feel terrible about what you have done. But in that moment for me, I felt nothing because I knew they were civilians before I pulled the trigger. And I didn't want to pull the trigger, but I had no 
other option because the game was forcing my hand because that needed to happen for the story to make its drastic turn, for the story to continue, for the story to have its reasoning for everything that happened afterward. And because of that, I was taken out of that moment. I didn't feel anything because I knew when I shot that white phosphorus that those were civilians. So it wasn't surprising me when I saw all of the the dead civilians there. Uh, it just I, I saw that and I'm like, okay, this will, I had to do this because the game wants me to become the bad guy. It wants to make sure I don't think of myself as anything other than the bad guy. It wants to really push that that point forward. And as much as I think the story is really strong in how it shows you the horrors of war and the darker sides and, and doesn't paint the military in just a perfect image. And I don't want to make the military sound like it's bad or anything, but, you know, in all aspects of life, there's, there's darkness. Uh, nothing is perfect. But where I think the story fails in Spec Ops is in these key moments that try and elicit a reaction, try to elicit re an emotion and make you feel. And for me, they never worked. After that white phosphorus moment, Captain Wonker becomes hellbent on getting revenge and seeking out Conrad because he blames Conrad for his own actions. It is Conrad's fault that he decided to use that white phosphorus. And because of that, he's just hellbent on, you know, finding him and blaming him and just making excuses for what he had done. And at that point, you, you, you continue with the story. There are some more choices to be made. There are two people hanging off of a bridge where Conrad has snipers aimed at you and tells you pick one of these people because one of them is a civilian who I believe stole water and the other is the soldier who was told to apprehend the civilian and in the process ended up killing I believe his wife and kid and so both of them have done bad things you can argue that stealing water isn't terrible in this situation but it's a criminal act there under Conrad's rule. And so you're meant to pick one, shoot one or the other. Uh, and my immediate thought in that moment was to just walk away and ignore him. And I continue walking and Conrad says, if you, if you do not make a choice, you will be shot by the, the snipers, of course. And I continued walking until I was shot and killed. And so when I reloaded that save, I shot the soldier because I figured, okay, I, I have no other option. It's not going to let me do anything else. And then I progressed further. And I later learned that you could shoot the rope as well. And when you do this, you save one and then another one of your squad mates shoots in the other rope and saves the other person. But then, of course, Conrad doesn't like this and shoots them both down. He, he orders the snipers to shoot them. And then he orders the snipers to shoot at you where you can then kill those snipers. And while I found it cool that that was an option and I didn't think of that as an option, it really frustrated me to learn that because I made an option myself that wasn't one of those two, that wasn't shoot them or shoot the rope. I decided to ignore them and just walk. And when I did that, the snipers automatically killed me. I didn't get a chance to retaliate and shoot them and then progress and ignore or, you know, ignore the two people who are hanging. Or maybe then after that happened, I could turn around and shoot the ropes because I'm like, okay, the snipers are gone. It's safe for me to save them. 
that didn't happen. And because that option, the choice that I originally made, wasn't a legitimate choice according to the game and its universe, its story that it was telling, that bothered me because it just meant that there are choices that exist in this world, but some of the choices that I would want to make, I can't make. And there is an area where you are trying to get to Lugo before he is killed and you don't get there in time. Civilians have hung him and then they surround you and they won't let you pass through. You can try to walk through them, but they'll push you back. Uh, they can't push you to death, which is nice because that would be a little ridiculous, but they'll continue pushing you until you do something. And at that point in the game, the game had just conditioned me to believe that I am just, I'm a bad person. I don't really have any other options. I just have to do bad things because that is what the game is trying to tell me and, and force me to do. So I shot one of the civilians. I, I later replayed that section and tried shooting in the, in the air and that got them to scatter as well. But because of the way the game played out before that for me, I just felt like, well, I don't really have any options in this game. Every option I think I have is fake. It is just bullshit. And, and so why am I even going to bother trying to do anything else? I'm just going to be the evil piece of crap I am because clearly that is what the game is trying to tell me. That in this case, I am not a good person and I shouldn't even be trying to fool myself into, into that. Um, and then and going back to that helicopter turret section that happened in the beginning, you get to that point again, and when you do, Walker comments on how this this isn't right. We, we've, we've done this before. And at that point, things start percolating in the brain, and that is where the story gets especially interesting, because immediately following that and the crash again, you are crawling and you, you start standing in this fiery hellscape that has this giant tower in the front, which I, I'm guessing is the skyscraper you expect Conrad to be at. And you see these figments of people who have come and died along the way talking to you, saying, like, you see what you've done, and then they dissipate into, like, ashes. And you start thinking about more and more, and it comes to you come to the realization that the entire game after that first helicopter crash has all been after Walker has already died and you're reliving his hell. And once you get back to that point and you're at that fire hellscape, I look at it as Walker trying to create this, this faux reality, this faux future of him trying to justify his actions and trying not to admit his wrongdoing and not admit that you know that he's in hell he's like he's trying to just ignore what he's done and find some way to justify it and not take responsibility for what he has done and i found i like i, I find the story after that to be very interesting and, and because of all that and the way the end gives you these various options of shooting yourself or shooting this image of Conrad because Conrad is kind of throughout the game you're conscious uh, he's the one putting guilt on you and in these he he arrives in these places where it, it doesn't make sense for him to be there and it's very 
it's very interesting and different and it makes me want to play through it again to experience the story again knowing all of these things but at the same time it's just not a fun shooter like i might play through it again at some point on easy just to get through it but i would like to check it out again because i've read up on it and like there are billboards that change and this and that and whatnot and I, I, I think in the end, the story is very well told and well written, like I said. And it has something to say that isn't your typical fare in, in the gaming space, which I think is important and I think makes it something worth experiencing. But at the same time, because the moments, the, those key moments didn't stick with me and didn't grab me or make me feel this or that i f i feel like spec ops the line won't stick with me like it has with others just because in those key moments i didn't feel what i believe the creators wanted me to feel and i, I just felt nothing uh, and other than that I, I think the story is very well told but those moments are such a key part of it that I, I, I wish I felt more, but I think there is a bit of a heavy-handedness that takes a bit away from the story's strengths, and it does a poor job of trying to mask the, the evil that you're doing in some of those situations and, and is a bit too black and white in the decisions and in a way forces you to make the bad decision at times that I just wish... The, the, it was a bit more vague and a bit more gray in those moments. But uh, overall, I I think the story is really good and is something that is worth experience, like I've said a few times already. But um, yeah, that is Spec Ops The Line, which I, I think is a mediocre to average shooter with a very interesting, different, strong story tied to it that is worth experiencing so yeah that will do it for this here episode of attack the backlog i hope you all enjoyed it and once again i'm your host mark kuznez y'all can find me on twitter instagram all the usual places at px sausage the site is of course pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast and the pixelated sausage podcast which are available on podcast services across the globe like stitcher radio google play and apple Podcasts. if you like crazy kooky colorful art you can go over to pxsart.com and if you would like to support the site in general and everything we do like the videos and the podcast and the art and all that jazz you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way every little bit is very much appreciated so once again thank you for watching and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day 